like really what I want to talk about is my interpretation of like it's not actually that focused on was it Plato that did eudaimonia I don't know I think it was a reoccurring theme yeah. for a lot of Greek philosophy yeah but I think Plato put first put the word out there but really I just want to talk about like that and then not just like nebulous ideas of like what is a good life but like concrete practices for how to have a uh, how to have abundant life like yeah the christian version of eudaimonia i think is like mm-hmm. abundant life we're going to talk about eudaimonia yeah which the first thing that I realized, you said you want to talk about this, and so I started doing some research and listening to other podcasts that talk about it, and looking up, reading articles online and things. Look at and you go. I know, like, nice. But the main thing that I realized about it is that nobody can decide for sure how it's supposed to be pronounced. <laughs> really? <laughs> Maybe not. I yeah. mean, I'm sure somebody knows, but every podcast that I listen to, it's they call it something stuff. different. It was eudaimonia, 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 yeah. I don't know. It's something... Eudaimonia, i Uda- Yeah. It's crazy. So, I don't know how we're supposed to pronounce it. I, I've never really talked about it, and so I've just been pronouncing it in my head, but I think it's been eudaimonia. Okay, I think that's like what I've settled on, too. to me. So, but yeah, eudaimonia. <clears throat> eudaimonia. What? It's a Greek word yeah. from Plato. Yeah. And it's split into two words. Um, <clears throat> U, which means good or well, and daimon or daemon, mm-hmm. which means spirit. Yeah. Um, so, well, spirit. Yeah. And sometimes it's translated as happiness, but that's generally criticized is a bad translation yeah um but the philosophers would talk a lot about how you achieve eudaimonia yeah how do you achieve this happiness or this well spirit yeah um and like some other english words that kind of go along with it might be like well-being or a full life mm -hmm. it's that's kind of the spirit of it yeah best in my head i guess the translation that i felt like after listening Mm -hmm. to other people talk about it that i felt like fit it the best would be fulfillment yeah yeah um how do you live a really good life yeah you know that's it that's because that's not my immediate definition but i do i think a lot about fulfillment so maybe that's why i like this idea of eudaimonia so much is because it basically is Mm -hmm. fulfillment so I, th- I think this is such a neat topic because it's an area where like philosophy is fun for nerds <laughs> <laughs> and then it sometimes it bothers me because it seems like it's very impractical and I'm like, okay, what are you doing thinking about this stuff all the mm. time? And so I love this idea and what I really would like to work on is like yeah. really pr- practically how do we improve our lives and make active steps towards this eudaimonia, this fulfillment that we're talking about? Mm -hmm. Um, I think, and you know, part of this and what we're doing just by thinking about and talking about this goes back to episode two 
where we talked about living intentionally, yeah, you know, and yeah. just putting thought behind your actions. Right. Um, I think I wanted to mention the, I think the utility of philosophy comes in with just the ability to think logically and use yeah. reason to mm-hmm. work out your problems, you know, yeah. and maybe not as much coming from the abstract and metaphysical concepts that you deal yeah. with, but just how you can take, you know, you, you being able to think really well yeah. is definitely a practical yeah. skill. Yeah, I think um, cognitive behavioral change is what psych- psychologists call it. And that's just because from talking with a friend a couple minutes ago, but <laughs> uh, yeah, cognitive behavioral change is kind of what we're talking about, which is like, Think through it rationally mm-hmm. and then let that play out in your behaviors. Don't let that just be an unconscious thing that happens. Yeah. So before we get into how you actually achieve fulfillment, I think it would be good to touch on why that is different. Seeking fulfillment is different from seeking happiness. Because mm-hmm. I think that's... a a lot of people's attitude toward life it's you know what's the purpose of life yeah. which is a deep question but yeah. a lot of people would say to be happy yeah um, or to seek happiness try to make yourself happy which i think is wrong yeah and i'm pretty sure you do as well yeah um, um and i think really what you're trying to figure out there is like what is what are we mm-hmm. like what's our purpose kind of and so are we that's one of the first things, the first problems I have with that thing that you see. And it's just, it's such a kind of nice feeling thing to say, you know, our goal mm-hmm. is to be happy and our purpose is to find our, the most happiness. Mm-hmm. That sounds kind of nice, you know? Which, I mean, that was, um, there was a group of philosophers in ancient Greece that, that was what they decided was their goal was to be happy. Yeah. And it might be the Epicurean yeah. philosophy, um, but... I really can't remember, but the the group that you know, some of them thought that happiness is the ultimate goal, and you can achieve happiness through just pleasure, yeah. and that means anything and everything that you want to do, go and do it, whether yeah. it would be considered morally good or bad, you know, yeah. um, which I think is is rationally where you end up if you make happiness the ultimate goal Mm. you know yeah if you're if you really are you feel like the purpose of your own life is to make yourself happy then i feel like that's where you're gonna go you know that might not be where you start out but that's where you'd end up by following that yeah and i've always seen it as like a a self-sabotaging plan like you set out and you decide that like the goal of your life is to make yourself happy well, that's such a nearsighted and selfish goal for an entire human life that it's we can sense that we're made for mm-hmm. something more. And so when we make that our goal, we're falling so short. And so it's frustrating. Yeah. And, and you feel like you're not making yourself happy enough mm-hmm. because that's the only measure that you're having for your success is how happy you are. Anytime, and that's the thing, bad things happen in life that yeah. you can't control. Mm-hmm. There'll be times that you're not happy. And if there's a moment, if your goal for your whole life, the purpose of your life is to make yourself happy, mm. then any moment yeah. that you're not happy 
all of a sudden you're not living up to your your life's purpose you're yeah. you know which isn't going to help at all right that's um, a serious thing if you're like actually not living up to your life's purpose mm-hmm. you know? yeah so yeah. and like regardless of whether or not we find out who these greeks were that you're thinking about that were looking for happiness that seems to me to be a very trendy thing on social media that seems to be the philosophy mm-hmm. they're not thinking it through very much but i think that's yeah, their philosophy yeah i mean you see that stuff all the time you know don't worry about whatever just make just go and be happy yeah you know like that's the they say that like that's the final yeah you know catch all for everything is go and be happy yeah just do you make yourself happy even kind of at the even if it costs shutting out reality Mm -hmm. you know yeah like i see things where it's like you know oh if somebody's not um helping you um be happy or be the best you cut them out of your life you know and i'm like well Hold on. First of all, you don't think that part of our goal as humans should be to help others? Yeah. I think that's significant. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it's like you were just saying, it's not going to be perfect. And so, if your solution to that is to like if put up blinders for yourself yeah. of reality to try to pursue <laughs> if, your own I, happiness, if this reality doesn't make I don't enjoy it. I'm yeah. going to ignore it. Yeah. That's yeah. But I think we have to be careful as well. Um, you know, with, like, if somebody, like you were just talking about, those messages of, oh, if somebody's not, you know, may, isn't whatever, yeah. cut them out, mm-hmm. um, I think is obviously just saying that as a, in applying that, that every situation is not a good idea. But yeah. I think there are times where you have to be very careful um, about who you are trying to, who mm-hmm. are you are allowing in your life? Yeah. Um. You, you know, not cutting somebody out just because they're not benefiting you. Yeah. Um. But if you maybe so you can benefit somebody else, which is great. Yeah. But you also just have to be careful because there are people yeah. who will do everything they can to keep you from succeeding as yeah. well. You know, yeah. not just they're not adding. You yeah. know, but they're actively working against you. Yeah. And you gotta yeah. watch out for that. But that's not really what we're talking about. Yeah, um, and I feel like people are quick to judge and say mm-hmm. that person's being malevolent against yeah. me. And yeah. it seems like often it's just your own bias That's against true. that person. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. There are malevolent people out there mm-hmm. who will, you know, be working completely against you, and that's. <laughs> but there aren't nearly as many malevolent people as people claim that there are. Yeah. You know, you know, there's ignorant people and people that are very mm-hmm. far from perfect and people who've just reached a different conclusion from than mm-hmm. you yeah. about some topic or whatever, yeah. because they've yeah. had different experiences, mm-hmm. which we talked about in our division in the church oh, yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, happiness should definitely not be your goal for your entire life and we're not uh, you know definitely not saying here that it's wrong to be happy (laughs) um or that it's wrong to do you know go and do things that you enjoy things that make you happy it's just you can't let that be your very first priority yeah there are so many other things that are so much more important than happiness yeah and it's almost you have to think about 
the bigger picture than just your moment to moment happiness. Mm -hmm. Like, um, like if you've ever accomplished something hard or that took, you know, consistent and, um, persistent effort, Mm -hmm. uh, you get to the end of that, you're going to feel happy about it. You're going to feel fulfilled if it really took effort and was something that you were working towards Mm -hmm. with all you got and you succeed, man, that feels good. And if you would have gone into that, um, just looking to be happy every step of the way, you would have quit long before you made it to the end. Yeah. And so that kind of bigger picture, I think is part of what, um, finding like a good goal Mm -hmm. is about, um, happiness is too, too narrow focused to actually be fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You really have to, you have to have goals. You got to have something. Um, I think it's funny how much people talk about just trying to be happy and saying that like, that's the goal. If you think about what it would be like if your own happiness was really your goal in every, you know, and moment to moment, if you lived your life as in this one right now, this thing is not making me happy. So I'm going to ignore it. Imagine how miserable you'd end up. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, you're going to start cutting stuff out. You're never going to go to work for one, probably. Yeah. Um, at least most people wouldn't, which means you're going to run out of money, which means you're going to not have a place to stay. You're not going to have electricity, you know? And it's like, yeah. Self-sabotaging. Yeah. If you, and that's extreme, you know, but that's really what it, what we're talking about. If we make happiness, the ultimate goal, Yeah. the ultimate goal. And that's the thing people say, you know, I, my goal in life is to be happy, but they don't live like that. Yeah. Cause if you're actually living like your goal in life is just to be happy. And this is a narrow version of it, I guess, you know, you could say my goal in life is to be happy, but you also have the understanding of sacrificing present happiness for future happiness. Yeah, just which, maximizing happiness. But max still maximizing happiness, which is better obviously, because you're not going to completely fall apart immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, But I still think you'd be selling yourself short. Yeah. You know, and and we see this happening like these, um, you see successful people getting to their end of their lives, having been massively successful and like still feeling something was mm -hmm. not quite um, fulfilling Mm -hmm. in their life. They feel like they missed something. Um, and it comes out in lots of different ways. They feel like they should have spent more time with their family, different things. Um, but it kind of seems apparent that like, well, for sure, just looking at your own prosperity or happiness. And I kind of tie those two together. Hmm. Um, cause I think a lot of people do. Yeah. I um, think that's, yeah. Continue, yeah. Sorry. So I think we kind of see the result, even if you do look at the big picture and work towards your own overall happiness i think it's still you get to the end of your life and you're thinking that wasn't quite it Mm -hmm. and that's tragic yeah it is it's because we're designed for more than that yeah there's i love c.s lewis's quote and i'm not going to be able to get it exact word for word but he says i find within myself a desire for something that nothing in this world can satisfy yeah the only logical conclusion is that I was made for another world. Yeah. You know, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think that's, that's the truth. I think we, 
can tell, mm. you know, at least I can. And I, and I mean, I've never been anybody but myself, <laughs> so I can't say with certainty that other people have felt the same way that I do, but yeah. I've heard people talk about it and I've read authors, you know, like Lewis, who've talked about it, this desire for something more, um, mm. that I, th I believe all people have. Yeah. And it, I believe it's there to point us to God. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think we feel that like we're searching for things mm -hmm. and, you know, everybody's looking for the, the meaning of their life, mm -hmm. which means there's something in us driving us towards that. Uh, the problem is when we latch on to the wrong thing, mm -hmm. then it's frustrating, which is, you know, if we're going after happiness, yeah, that's going to be frustrating. Mm -hmm. And that's why, I mean, <laughs> people seek happiness and and it's funny to me they say and this i again i guess it depends on exactly how you define happiness um because some people would have a much more specific definition of it but the old saying money can't buy happiness yeah i'm like yeah it can <laughs> you know i mean think about how happy people get when they go out and buy a new car yeah you ever talk to somebody who just bought themselves a brand new sports car <laughs> they're over the moon they could not be any happier uh, you know yeah. but what that's really saying is that, that happiness doesn't last yeah you know, that sports car, that new sports car is going to come into old sports car. It's going to break down yeah. eventually and it's going to fade away. And, you know, pretty soon you're going to be wanting some other bright, yeah. new, shiny thing. Yeah. So, you know, money can buy you happiness, but yeah. it's not going to last very long. You're always going to want to that other yeah. new thing. You're always going to want more. Mm. Um, Interesting. Yeah. It doesn't buy lasting happiness, which lasting happiness is really fulfillment eudaimonia 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 <laughs> eudaimonia we got to pronounce yeah. it all the different ways <laughs> each time we say it so if happiness is not the goal and eudaimonia is this kind of hard thing to grasp what are some like what are some examples times you feel like I've hit on it. This is something that I do that I feel like is fulfilling in my life. Like day to day, not like a moment that mm -hmm. was like, oh, I went on this, you know, crazy adventure and that was, I was really living. But like, I think hopefully we should be able to get a bit of fulfillment each mm -hmm. and every day, you know, or work yeah. day, every day. For me, it's, I mean, there's a lot of different things, but yeah. there's a few that come to mind immediately yeah. that make give me that same sense of fulfillment. Um, one is writing. Yeah. Writing something down, um, especially if I write something and I edit it and I finish it and I write it well enough to where I feel like I can post it on my website. Mm -hmm. um, the other one would be, you know, this podcast. Yeah. Making an episode of this podcast is fulfilling so any type of creative outlet yeah. for me hmm. is fulfilling like more so probably than anything else that i do really um the other thing that i would say is with my job finishing a project yeah and but more so than that is i'm a, i work at a summer camp um and so in the summer when we've got campers out handling a 
successfully handling a problem that arises <laughs> with a camper, yeah, I would say is one of the most fulfilling things that I do. Wow. Um, dealing with an upset camper or, yeah. or even a, an issue among the staff. If I can find a peaceful yeah. resolution to a problem, yeah, that feels amazing. Yeah. Um, that's my favorite part about my job is solving the problems that come up. Uh-huh. Um, and then the other one, honestly, for me is, is physical exercise. Yeah. I found like that will fix my mood right away. If I have a day where I feel like I just am down, I just feel unfulfilled. I didn't get anything done. Mm -hmm. It was like, I wasted all my time and I go work out for an hour. I feel so much better, you know, not as good as if I did one of those other things that I was talking about, but it definitely feels good to just go out and do something that's physically difficult to do. Oh yeah. That's for, that one I knew for sure was going to be yeah. on your list. Mm-hmm. And the other ones I probably could have guessed if I thought about it more, <clears throat> but that's really interesting. I like what you're saying about like solving those problems during the summer and mm-hmm. like sometimes, uh, with campers, you know, there's issues and stuff, but like, those are like the moments where you have the most responsibility. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking like, yeah. And that's interesting that yeah. when you have the most responsibility, that's also when you have the most fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Which I, I think that's exactly right. I think that's exactly how it works. Yeah. But before we get to that, let's hear yours. Yeah. Um, I think, because you started off with the writing as your t- top one. And that is interesting because I'm not much of a writer at all. But mm-hmm. I, and it's what, not my I top one. I started with writing because that was my... That's my main form of creating things. Yeah. But really, the writing and the podcast, I would put that in the same category. Yeah, Anytime creating. I'm creating something, yeah, feels great. Yeah. I noticed a long time ago, before I was thinking about all this stuff, that like something that I always thought was worth it was making music, playing music. Mm. I like to play piano and stuff. Not recording or anything, but just like just putting music into the air mm-hmm. for some reason. I'm like, that feels good. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I think that's something about that. And it's, it's, it's creating. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's very fulfilling for me. I think for sure, working out, um, doing some exercise makes me feel a lot more rounded out and so much more like full. I feel like I'm, much more almost like taking advantage of life more or mm-hmm. something in a good sense, not taking advantage in a bad way, but like, yeah, really getting the most out of life when I can go use my body and like hopefully make some progress there too. Yeah. And yeah, I really then like a whole category is like working on projects mm type things um so it can be projects at at work i work at um, this forest school and at the end of the day we always work on projects with the high schoolers and so if we make good progress there it feels so good Mm -hmm. um we're working on building a little bridge right now so if we can get some good stuff done there that feels really good so yeah like progress and I think as well, as you were mentioning, it's tied to responsibility. Mm-hmm. And when I have more responsibility that like I handle well, that's very, that's very mm-hmm. satisfying, very fulfilling. Yeah. I think it really is a, a, a lot of it, if not all of it, a lot, if not completely about 
shouldering responsibility. Mm. You know, if you're just feeling like worthless or you yeah. feel like, you know, you're unfulfilled, mm-hmm. take on some responsibility. Yeah. You know, take, and, and sometimes that is given to you. People at work or in whatever situation will give you responsibility. Mm. Say you're responsible for making this happen. Yeah. But most of the time, I think the responsibility that we have comes from ourselves. Mm-hmm. It comes from setting goals yeah. and then taking ownership of those goals mm-hmm. and making, you know, telling yourself, I'm responsible for making this thing happen. Yeah. And that's tougher because you don't have your boss or somebody mm-hmm. else who gave you this goal yeah. looking over your shoulder, making sure that you do it, yeah. which is where you need self-discipline. Right which I've been writing about on my yeah. blog. Um, it, and, it's, yeah. And it's a muscle too, like, you, mm-hmm. or it's not a muscle, but it's like a muscle where you have to work on it. You know, you might start off with absolutely no capability for responsibility, pretty much. Yeah. And like the closest thing you can start out to is like drinking water during the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's where you're at. Okay. Start with that. Mm-hmm. And as you get better at that, start cleaning up your house a little Mm -hmm. bit more. And so, and your whole life, it feels like Mm -hmm. you're constantly gaining more and more responsibility, Mm -hmm. or at least mine, it feels like every step of the way, it's like a little bit more responsibility, a little bit more, Mm -hmm. a little bit more. And I, when I was a kid, I remember thinking that that was going to mean it kills all the fun, but it's cool to realize like sometimes that responsibility more responsibility means you can have like mm-hmm. so much more fun more than you could have had as a kid because you didn't have that responsibility mm. so that's such a relief to me example of that um in a small way like um like when you're a kid you've got a bedtime mm-hmm. you know because you can't handle the responsibility of not having a bedtime as an, or not even as an adult, but as you get into like your teenage years where you are starting to get trusted with that ability to make that decision, um, you can do so many cool things. You mm-hmm. get to stay up and have a good time and you get to start to understand the consequences of that too. And it's so much more fun than mm-hmm. just having a set bedtime. And it's more chances to make mistakes and mm-hmm. you're gonna be sleepy and not do well in your homeschool if you're me, uh, but you kind of get start to get to navigate that and it's really exciting. Yeah, yeah it is exciting. It, it, you have freedom, I yeah. guess, in a way. Yeah, when you and first get we, your driver's license, yeah, man, that's a whole lot of it's responsibility. It's a lot of freedom and it's a lot of responsibility. It's so kinda, much fun too. Mm-hmm. You get to, you know, go, even, that's something Amy's been talking about. It's like, She's been remembering when she first got her license, that was like some of the best times of her life. Hmm. Just that new responsibility, literally just to be able to take your friends and like go to get some fast food. The simplest thing, right? Yeah. But it's all your responsibility. You've made that happen every step of the way. Mm -hmm. And so it's hugely fulfilling, right? Yeah. And I think that's what we're talking about. More responsibility, Mm -hmm. more fulfillment. And yeah, like you were saying though, with the about self-discipline and taking responsibility for certain things. It is like a muscle. And I think people can rely on, they can get motivated Mm -hmm. by something and set a really good goal to have. 
Yeah. But they're not relying on their self-discipline to get them there. They're relying on that feeling of motivation, uh, which isn't going to last. Yeah. You can't trust motivation. Um, it, it'll, you know, it's going to fade yeah. away. And then you're, if you, you know, if that's all you were going off of, yeah. you got nothing. And there's, the yeah. So you have to be able to have that discipline and work on that muscle. Um, and there are some things that are just too hard. There are some yeah. things that, that you want to do, you know that you should do, but you can't. You yeah. just don't have the discipline that it takes to yeah. do it. And that's okay. It you might know? be a lot of things. It that might are be a like lot that. of things like that, but forget about that and focus on the things that you can do. Because yeah. there's something that you can do. Yeah. I love this. And I've heard so many different people say the same thing or something along these lines. Yeah. But there's always something that you can do yeah. today. That is going to make you better tomorrow. Yeah. That is such an encouraging thought. Mm-hmm. And it is, it, it's true and it puts responsibility on you. Yeah. To know that there's something you can do today to improve yourself. Yeah. That's puts, you know, that makes you take responsibility for yourself. Yeah. And, and you might be humbled as you start to, if you take this on, which first of all, it's going to be maybe a bit uncomfortable if mm-hmm. you listen to this and you start thinking about your own fulfillment in your life and you say, well, probably I should take on a little bit more responsibility or just even take on um, the challenge of trying to lead a more fulfilled life. Mm-hmm. That's going to mean you're going to have to step it up in probably a few different areas of your life. So it's going to be probably uncomfortable and you might end up being humbled by it too by yeah. realizing, oh, I actually don't have the discipline to do as much as I thought I could. Yeah. I'm further behind than I thought it was. And so you got to start out baby stepping. Maybe Mm -hmm. is that what that means? And on the other side, there's also things that you could stop doing Mm. that would, you know, yeah. Things that you know you shouldn't do. It's probably where you should start. It's the things you're actively doing to there are other things. Yeah. And there are other things that you know you shouldn't be doing that you can't stop doing Mm. yet. You know, you're not strong enough to stop yet. But there you know, it's both the both sides of the coin there. You can start doing some things and stop doing others. Yeah. And you can, you know, don't focus on things that you can't do. Find something that you can do. Yeah. There's this great um, it's a talk by Jordan Peterson, but then it's been mm-hmm. put into this song yeah, by Jordan Peterson Akira the say Dawn, the same stuff. Um, which is great. If you check out Akira the Dawn, it's Jordan Peterson mm-hmm. talks put to music and, and other people too. He does yeah. Jacko Willink yeah. and some others. Um, but I was listening to this one, really cool one. It was, um, about drinking and Jordan Peterson's <laughs> yes. saying, um, if you've got a friend who's having problems with drinking, you can't just tell them to quit drinking. Um, because drinking is great, <laughs> you know, yeah. if you get drunk, you it's feel fun. great. It's mm-hmm. fun. And so you can't just have the goal of, well, being sober because being sober is not more fun than being drunk to them. Mm-hmm. That can't be the goal. They have to find something better than alcohol. Mm. And so like, yeah, you're not just quitting what you're doing to harm yourself. You're hopefully finding out that fulfillment is better than the thing you're doing to harm yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You gotta find something better. Yeah, it can't just be the idea of quitting mm-hmm. that's that's motivating you. And that's where you know you have to set these goals for yourself that make you you know moving. Think about where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Think about where you, you know. Find out where you are first off in mm-hmm. your life, and then think about where you want to be and figure out how can you get there. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why 
you know, these goals, this shouldering responsibility is so fulfilling because, you know, we're taking on responsibility for something just random mm. is a little fulfilling, yeah. you know, knowing that you're responsible for something. Um, but the really, the real fulfillment comes from taking on responsibility for something that is a goal of yours, something that you want to be working toward. Does that make sense? I guess say I... Say it one more time. <laughs> so let's say you can take on responsibility for a taking care of a cat. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. can get a pet and you can take care of that, you know, cat or dog or whatever. And that is a responsibility that you take on. And that is somewhat fulfilling to take care of something. Yeah, yeah. But taking care of an animal, a pet, is not going to be nearly as fulfilling for me as it would be for someone who wants to be a dog breeder. Mm-hmm. Or it, maybe it's someone who lives in, uh, on, and works on a farm yeah. and they breed animals right. for food or milk or whatever oh, else. Okay then taking care of those animals is going to be more fulfilling for them because that's one of their goals. Right. Not just responsibility sense. for the Not sake of responsibility. Not just responsibility for the sake of responsibility, mm. but responsibility for something that you, for a goal. Working towards something. Working towards something that's yeah. going somewhere. Yeah. Um, that's why I think, you know, our mo- when we were talking about our most fulfilling activities that ah. we do, everything about that, at least I know for certain for me, yeah. all of my most fulfilling activities we're working are more fulfilling because they're I'm shouldering responsibility that's moving me toward a goal for my like life. I know you'd like to get closer to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think <laughs> this is something I've heard Jordan Peterson talk about as well. That's I always thought was kind of funny, but it's really true. We talked about working out being fulfilling. Yeah. And you know, I it I'm not one of my goals is not to be a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. You know, I would like to stay in shape. Yeah. That's a goal, but it's not like this is what I want to do with my life is work out. Yeah. But that is fulfilling. And I think the reason for that, and I mentioned specifically that that's really fulfilling on days when I feel like I haven't gotten anything done. Yeah. And it's just, it's like a, what you're reminding yourself. Well, Maybe I'm lazy and useless, but at least I can move 50 pounds from here to here, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, at least I'm good for something. If not, if I can't work towards these goals that yeah. I've got today, at least I can do this one semi-difficult movement, yeah. you know? Um, and that kind of brings me to one of the last things I'd like to talk about with this idea of eudaimonia which is and you kind of mentioned it too like what is the purpose of life which is a huge idea but um it all depends on what are we what is our identity right because we are the we are the livers Mm -hmm. we are the ones that are that have the life so what is our purpose yeah we've said it's not to be happy because we're selling ourselves short with that but yeah we haven't really talked about what it is um yeah and i think what I've been thinking about for the last few days now is um, it has to do a lot with our identity. Like, mm-hmm. and it's, I've been thinking about it real simply. Like, we are, part of who we are is we have a body. Um, mm-hmm. 
And so to be fulfilled, we need to be actively doing something with that body. Yeah, right? just so, having a body is responsibility. Yeah, exactly. We have that responsibility for the body. We got to take care of it, mm -hmm. you know? We have a mind. And so doing something intellectual during your day is probably a good idea. Mm -hmm. and there's a huge variety of things you can do that um, will stimulate you intellectually and you can start to advance. Mm -hmm. You can learn things. You can, I mean, it's almost endless what you can do with your mind. Yeah. Your body, you can kind of work out. There's lots of different ways you can do that. But man, you've got an amazing mind. And so start using it. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're going to be fulfilled until you, until you start acknowledging and doing something with that part of your identity is mm -hmm. that you have a mind and then you have, there's some spiritual sense to you. At least I believe so. Like you, there's something more than just this physical mm -hmm. body and this rational mind. And you have to acknowledge that and start putting effort and growth trying to seek out growth in your spiritual life mm -hmm. um and so i would say what i've thought about so far is those three things are in the simplest terms that's what i am as a human mm -hmm. i'm a body a mind and a spirit mm -hmm. um and so like fulfillment means i have to be operating and working well in those three areas of my life right that's kind of a more full picture of what I am as a human. Whereas if I'm working towards happiness, I could be, you know, I could be working towards just making my body feel as good as I could. I'm going to sit in a jacuzzi all day and mm -hmm. eat junk food, right? Well, I'm completely neg neglecting my mind and my spirit. Mm -hmm. So holy smokes, I'm going to be, you know, what is mm -hmm. that? A 33% on a test. So I'm failing. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So maybe you start working on, you know, doing good things with your body and doing good things with your mind while you're up to a 66%. Yeah. You're getting there, but you got to figure out your identity and start like using it fully. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's in my head, that's what eudaimonia, yeah. this kind of full life. And, mm -hmm. uh, in the biblical term, I think abundant life is really what we're trying to talk about. And I think that's what it is. You got to figure out your full identity and then live with that full identity. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's exactly right. Our sense of identity, I think, is closely linked with our priorities. Hmm. You know, we tend to think of ourselves as, as our goals, almost, in a way. And what I mean is, whatever you've got as, like, I, I, if I were to tell you who I was, hmm. my identity, mm -hmm. in one word... I would say Christian. Yeah. Because that's my number one priority is my relationship with God. Yeah. My, you know, that's the most important thing to me is being a follower of Christ, an imitator of Christ. Yeah. And so after that, if this was in two months, I would say husband because I'm getting married. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, yeah. <laughs> you know, then it's like your family and your ministry and yeah. whatever else. It's like if you if you're going to describe yourself, you're going to got to start. With you got to start priority. with something and you, whatever you are going to start with in that one word is if you if I, you know, think about it yourself. If I yeah. ask you, who are you in one word? Whatever you say will probably tell you what your first priority is. Mm. 
you know, and because that's your identity, who you think of yourself as is yeah. going to be linked to what your goals are, what your first priority is, who do you yeah. want to become, you yeah. know, um, and who you are. And right. so, again, that's part of, of setting goals is figuring out who you are and what yeah. I mean by that is, is where exactly are you in your life? Yeah. You know, where, who do you want to be and where are you now? Yeah. What do yes. you like about yourself and what do you dislike? And how, and restructure your priorities so that you know what's the most important thing to you. Mm. And make that your number one priority so that's your identity. You know, yes. as Christians, our identity is found in Christ. Yeah. I was well. about to say that. Like, mm -hmm. I don't feel like your identity is set in stone. Yeah. Okay, so you, you get out there and you start digging in and doing some self-evaluation and you realize that your number one priority is your own prosperity. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that doesn't mean your identity has gone to crap. Work on that. Yeah. Like, I feel like people kind of have this idea that their identity is something that's completely un... Yeah, like, it's like it was given to them when they were born yeah, and it'll never change. And that's all they've got. They just got to run with it. Mm -hmm. Work on your identity. If you're a bad person, you should probably work on that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, none of us People are People are constantly person. changing. That's the thing. You're going to change. Even if you don't want... If you are love the way that you are right now and you don't yeah. want to change, you're going to. Yeah. Unless you literally don't allow yourself to get any promotions or change your job in any form don't move don't yeah. you know unless you isolate yourself from the rest of the world completely yeah you know the world's changing you can't be a part of it and not change right um and so figure out what kind of changes you want to make yeah because if you don't have it's like your um canoe yeah analogy again so if you're sitting in a river in a canoe and the current's going to carry you downstream and off of a waterfall unless yeah. you start steering the canoe where you want to go. Right. And you can't steer the canoe unless you start paddling. Yeah. You know, you got to start work, putting the work in and yeah. moving yourself forward and moving yourself in the direction that you want to go. Which if you, if this analogy really hits home, if you go out there and try some canoeing down some rapids, because <laughs> Let me tell you, it's terrifying. And yeah. I had this experience with my dad in the back of the canoe and the paddler is in the front. The person in the back is kind of steering. And so I'm at the very front of the canoe looking ahead at these rapids and he keeps telling me to paddle faster towards them. And I feel like we're going mm -hmm. fast enough. I want to paddle backwards. <laughs> but he's like, no, you got to got to paddle if you hard as you can towards them so I can steer us through Yeah. Them. Like, man, that's a terrifying thing. Mm -hmm. And it's responsibility probably yeah. is where Sometimes the future looks scary. Yeah. <laughs> but if you don't force yourself to move into it, yeah. you, know, you try to hold back. You can't move backwards. Yeah. You are going to move forward no matter what. Yeah. So I love that analogy. <laughs> so I think, I don't know. Would you add anything to what I was talking about when I was thinking about identity and like I know that's a real simple way to think of a human and humans are pretty remarkable mm. and very different but like what are the main areas that we need to be working towards to really kind of be using our full identity our full potential I think it's I mean I love what you're talking about 
there with the body, mind, and spirit. Yeah. Um, I think you have to balance it in a sense. Um, and I don't think that balancing it means making each of those an equal priority. Mm, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Your spirit should be the highest priority because that's the only one. Well, not the only, your body's only got 80 <laughs> years total, right? Yeah. Your spirit and your mind, I mean, depending on how you think, whatever you think of eternity or the afterlife, um, are forever, you know? And so I would focus on your spirit first off and making sure that that is right. Mm -hmm. And for us, what we believe um, is that means having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and, and let me tell you, this is, that's the best part is that if you get that right, if you let Christ come in, he's not going to just be like, all right, great. I'm here. Now you do whatever you want. He comes in and he completely transforms you. Yeah. You know, if you don't like who you are, Christ can come in and change that around. Yeah. (laughs) And it, you might, it might hurt a little bit even, you know, it's not always comfortable to go through that kind of change, Mm. but man, it, it's it's great. It's worth it. It's so worth it. And you're going to be so much better and so much happier. Yeah. That's the thing is happiness isn't the goal, but it is a wonderful byproduct (laughs) of setting the right goals. (laughs) Exactly. And that's how it has to come about is Mm -hmm. as a byproduct. If it is the goal, the whole thing goes sour. Mm -hmm. But when it comes by a byproduct, as a byproduct of this abundant life that you're living, man, it's, great yeah it's a wonderful thing um and c.s lewis talks about it i think it is in mere christianity like which is if it is in mere christianity we'll get to it because we're reading through that so yeah you guys should listen to that as well (laughs) i think towards the end of it he starts to kind of address the the listener or the reader and he Mm -hmm. says like We've been talking about all of this, and he says, "Don't take it lightly. Don't just get excited and say, all right, I'm gonna, um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go for it, and I'm gonna ask Jesus into my life.'" He's like, "Think this through seriously, because once he's got a hold of you, he's not gonna stop working towards making you perfect." Yeah, and that is a long way to go. Yeah. So, if you're in it, you're in it. If you're out, you're out, and mm-hmm. that's a very that's in the Bible all over the place. God's not looking for somebody to be half-hearted and just to get up until the point where they think they're good enough and then say, all right, that's enough, God. Mm -hmm. He's going to get a hold of you and he's going to make you perfect. And that's a long, long journey for us. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely not something to take lightly. But again, it's one or the other. Um, He's not looking for somebody to be go halfway and then jump out. Yeah, Uh, it's all or nothing. And it is way better to be all than nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you've been, this is something that you've definitely thought about before. What has been some of the most helpful things or things you've done to start working towards a more fulfilling life? And maybe I'll share mine first just to get you thinking. One, the thing that, has maybe helped me most is at the beginning of this summer I kind of started trying to work towards just a day-to-day a better life I was like how can I make 
uh, kind of what you were talking about. I can do something today that'll make tomorrow better. Mm-hmm. That's one thought that can really help a lot of people. You can make tomorrow better. Um, and so I thought, what's one, I would get to the end of a day and I would think, what's one thing that I did today that was worth it, that mm. was worthwhile and worth doing again tomorrow? And just that simple idea of just evaluating at the end of each day was huge for me. Mm. Because what I had done in the past was I would get this idea, okay, I want to make a good life. And so I would plan out, the day before I would plan out how my day should go and make it super productive and happy and like make everything work perfect. But it was too much just to have, first of all, I was on a schedule Mm -hmm. and it just didn't work for me. But thinking, okay, what was something I did today that was really a, a great part of my day, something really beneficial that I did and let's work on doing it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, okay, what was something else that happened today that would be worth doing again tomorrow? Recognizing what's good in your life and keeping it going, mm-hmm. I would say, is one real practical tip for how to work towards fulfillment and eudaimonia. I think I've got two. And I've never been as... you. I've heard you talk a lot about reflecting yeah. back on your day, back on your week, mm-hmm. back on whatever. I've never been... A big reflector yeah <laughs> yes I've thought about my mistakes a lot yeah. um, but I've never been one to make reflecting mm-hmm. on my day part of my routine yeah but something other than just the general ideas that we've been talking about mm-hmm. setting goals figuring out what's most important to you that kind of stuff I think two things that I've been doing over the last more and more, I guess, over the last couple of years that have helped is, uh, one, making a routine or a schedule. Yeah. Not, I don't type out a schedule. I don't have the patience for that. <laughs> but in my head, you know, and this ha- you have to do this every time you change settings yeah. or anything about your life changes, which mm-hmm. has been, you know, something that's happened to me a lot recently. We're remodeling my house. So I've yeah. been moving around. Yeah. Every couple of weeks, I'm living somewhere else. And every time I come to a new place, my routine is thrown out the window. And I have yeah. to come up with something completely new. And mm-hmm. sometimes it takes me a, a day or two or a week even to figure out, okay, how exactly does will this flow oh, yeah. throughout my day? But I, I figure out what things... I'm going to do every single day. Yeah. So, and that's the thing is, is people don't like to, some people don't like working out. Mm -hmm. They don't like to do certain things and they really love to do other things Mm -hmm. and they don't have a routine. So they just wake up and they go and do the things that they want to do. And they think I should go do these other things, but I'll do it later or whatever. Yeah. And I think having a routine is so important to, being productive and your just mental health. Mm-hmm. I so I wake up the same time every day, even yeah. on the weekends. Yeah. No matter what, I just I feel so much better. Um, I generally go to sleep around the same time, mm-hmm. although that is much more flexible. I work out, try to the same time on the yeah. same days mm-hmm. every week. Yeah. And again, this doesn't mean that. You can't change it ever. Like yeah. I changed, I, this week was a little bit different than last week. So I, cause, because something shifted. So I skipped a workout one day and added a workout on a different day. Yeah. Just because 
I felt like it and I had the opportunity because my schedule changed, you know, mm -hmm. the things that I thought were going to happen yeah. didn't happen, but it was scheduled. So yeah, it, it was scheduled. So I, I thought about when I realized that something was changing, I thought, okay, well, what is this? You know, I think about the next day, what is the next day going to look like? Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you have to choose, you know, only the things that you know you should do and none of the things that you want to do. Yes. You know, yeah. I think about, you know, I, I'll look forward to like this morning, most mornings I wake up and I sit at my computer and I write, um, for like two hours ish, two yeah. and a half hours sometimes. And this morning it was a weekend. So I thought, you know what? And I thought about this like on Wednesday Right. Yeah. I thought I'm going to wake up. I'm not going to touch my computer. I'm going to go play video games for two hours, yeah. which is, I looked forward yeah. to because I love playing video games and I don't, I used to play them way too much. Mm -hmm. You know, now I play video games a couple hours a week, generally yeah. more so in the evenings. Um, but I, I was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. It's Saturday morning. I'm going to wake yeah. up. I'm going to play video games instead of my usual productive yeah. work time. And that's exactly what I did. And I didn't feel bad about it at all because yeah. I made it part of my schedule. Yeah. You know, that's that you can choose the schedule that you want to have, but figure out what's going to work for you and what's going to make, you know, schedule time for you to get the things done that you want to get done mm -hmm. and then go and do those things. Even if you don't feel like it. Yeah. That's the other thing is a lot of days I don't feel like working out. Yeah. You know, I'm tired. Mm. I work out when I finish work. You know, yeah. so if I had a stressful day at work, I come home. Yeah. I want to sit down and watch YouTube videos on my phone. Mm. I don't even want to think or move or do anything. I feel like I could fall asleep immediately. Yeah. But I still get up and I go and work out. Yeah. Not because I feel like it, but because that's just what I do. Mm. You know, it's a habit. It's mm -hmm. not something I have to be motivated to yeah. do. So that's part of it is make a schedule and have yeah. a routine and that's i mean there's reasons even just the biology of it makes mm -hmm. a lot more sense regardless of like the mental and spiritual benefits of having a routine i mean your circadian rhythm is a great thing to have in order yeah and the second thing is being very aware of my my emotions or my responses to certain things mm. I guess and so for example if I feel irritated or angry mm -hmm. I would ha I have like alarm bells going off in my head like wait a minute why do I feel like this is this justified or is this just that I haven't had breakfast yet mm. you know is this something stupid <laughs> or is this something real yeah um and then if I realize, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this way, then I can kind of, if not make the feeling go away, I, I don't act on it, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And the other thing, and this I think is even more beneficial, is realizing when you really want to get out of doing something or when you're anxious about something mm. or nervous. Um, because, and you know, because everybody has to do things on a fairly regular basis. Something will come up that is out of your comfort zone. Yeah. That makes you go, oh, I really don't feel like doing that. I've never done that before. Yeah. It scares me. Yeah. And now when, and when that happens, I try to think, okay, I definitely don't want to do this. Um, but this is an opportunity for me to 
push myself and grow as a person because mm-hmm. that's exactly how you grow is by yeah. going and doing things that are out of your comfort zone. Mm. So whenever you feel scared mm. about something, think good. <laughs> by the end, by the time I get through this, I'll be a more developed person. Yeah. You know, a kind of silly thing. My mom says often is, Oh, whenever something like that happens, she's like, well, you'll never have to do that for the first time again. (laughs) I love that. It's like, oh, that's actually pretty reassuring. Now I've been through that. I know what it's like. Mm -hmm. And the next time it comes around, I'll be 100% more prepared for it. think about how many things you were terrified to do for the first time. And now it's like nothing. It's not even exciting for you to do. Driving. Yeah. Man. (laughs) Exactly. Now, the first time, it was terrifying. And then it was so exciting. And now it's like a chore a lot of times. Yeah. Now, sometimes I get in the car and then suddenly I'm home. I don't even remember the drive. Mm-hmm. It's just automatic. It's yeah. Crazy. Well, good. That's, those were helpful. I appreciate those yeah. nice tips towards good talk. fulfilling life. Eudaimonia. Eudaimonia. <laughs> what a weird word. All right. Thanks for listening to Talking with Intention. We hope that you enjoyed the show. If you found any part of it meaningful, the best way to support us would just be to share it on social media. It might not seem like a lot, but it makes a big difference for us. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for new episodes, we'd love to hear from you, so my email's in the description. Also, feel free to check out my website, mwcollins.org, for some more blog posts on similar topics, as well as some short stories and poetry that I like to write. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Me and my friend one time, <laughs> we were in Mexico and we were trying, <laughs> we were trying to figure out how to make a bow drill fire. And yeah, we, we, were t- <laughs> we were working so hard trying to get it to go. So we'd work as hard as we could and then swap out, and the next person would drill as hard as they could. And partway through me doing it, my friend just like starts cracking up. <laughs> just like this is not a drill. <laughs> And we lost it. We couldn't get any more progress done after that. We were sitting there drilling. This is not a drill.